I'm Tina Black, co-owner of Next Level Salon Ownership, a six-month business and leadership course to help you start, maintain, grow, or scale your salon business. We believe there are five strategies to help you eliminate politics and confusion, increase morale, decrease turnover, and increase productivity. If you would like to get on our waiting list for the next course, please go to www.nextlevelsalonleadership.com. Well said. Oh my gosh. You're speaking my language here. And uh, I actually did the same thing. I didn't understand my numbers. And I remember um, even when we first started our schools, our first school, I didn't understand them. And then I remember my business partner said, you've got to know your numbers. And so how do you do it? You have your accountant training, train you. But so I did for years. Well, then I go to Mike's book and I'm like, wait a minute, now I got to train my accountant. <laughs> like, this is really what I need. I did go to your website, profitfirstsalons.com, and I downloaded those forms. And I do want to kind of talk about a little bit of these forms as well, too. But before we do that, I love the quote that you had in your book, the key to transforming your salon has nothing to do with the business model or the systems or the staff. It has everything to do with understanding your numbers. And I, I truly believe if you want to go to the next level in your business, it starts here, understanding your numbers. And that's why I always start with numbers. And it's interesting, Ronit, and I'm wondering if you run across this too. Every time I start to coach a salon, especially a salon that's been around for quite a few years. And I'll ask them, you know, what is what is your profit margin? You know, what is your net profit percentage? And they have no idea. And they haven't even looked at their profit and loss statement ever. And in fact, they don't even have one. And so it's like halfway into the year and they don't have one from last year. And so they have to back up and get that to me and it'll take months to get that. And so it's hard for me to coach them when I don't have any numbers, you know, a scorecard to look at. Do you find this as well too? And, and how, do you, um, how do you start with coaching your salon owners when this happens? <laughs> oh my God, Tina, you and I can have a big glass of, I don't know, wine, huge one and talk about it for days, but here's what really truly happened, right? And and can I just tell you, this was me. I, I was there. I mean, the, the one story that, that uh, and maybe I'll tell it a little bit later, but here's what really happens. And, and most people say, um, you know, I cannot find great employees. Uh, Gen Zs are like, what kind of a generation is Gen Z? I mean, 10 years ago, it's like, what kind of a generation is a millennium? Uh, so, so, you know, there's always complaints of like, you know, there's not enough schools, they're not good schools, they can't find the right people. Um, I don't have enough time. Um, I, don't, I don't have enough money. But the truth is, these are all excuses, all of them. And uh, yes, you have to know those numbers. And the numbers are so simple. They're so simple. If, if I learn them, anybody else can learn them. And then I will say that, but that's not the challenge. That's not the very first problem. Okay. The very first problem is truly time. And so why do we focus and why is our mission always on women and single mom is because we wear so many hats. So as a salon owner, you wear millions of hats. 
And so the first thing we do with our clients, and, and we, we do not work with startups uh, as much as I love them, and I, I, I've been in a startup, and I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm even uh, a mentor in universities for startup companies. But mm-hmm. we start with people that are already are established, and they are so tangled and mangled that we have to unmangle all of those things. And the number one most important thing that I find the hardest thing is letting go letting go. In order to grow, you got to let go. If you are in the business to build a company, if you promise your employees, promises, if you promise your children that you're going to spend time with them, if you promise yourself that you're going to invest in real estate, that you're going to invest in growth, if you're building something that is going to impact other people's life, then you stop, stop being selfish and continue wearing all those hats. So where it starts is taking your calendar and finding at least five to 10 hours a week in your calendar and block them, 100% block them. Mm -hmm. That means those those hours are not to be utilized for anything else other than working on your business. So that's where we see where the problems are. Um, in our company, we we have bookkeepers, we have accountants, we have attorneys. What when I went through coaching companies in in my past, all those resources I didn't have, and I had to find time to look for that. But as a father of two children and, 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 and running a, a big corporation, how do I find time to really find the right person? So what we decided to do is to have a holistic approach to uh, our entrepreneurs, our moms, that they don't have to go anywhere looking for everything. We have everything in our company. And so in the beginning, it's the time that is the most important thing because, and, and this came to me in the beginning when I thought, well, really is important for me to make more money. So I would squeeze more appointments. I would take another clients. I would look in the book. I was one of those owners who would look at my, uh, um, you know, I would look at, at the front desk and I would say, oh, you can squeeze that person in. Oh, you can have more, squeeze that one in, get another time in there. But at the end of the day, you have to value time more than money. And so that's where it starts, Tina. It's that's the that's where it is. Because when you have time, you can read the book, you can apply things, you can hire a coach, you can work with a coach. And so um that's how we do it right now. So we work with them, we go first to find that time, we reorganize their life. And then we reorganize their books. And what we have learned, Tina, that as much as they're amazing hairdressers out there, they're also some not so good hairdressers, right? Right. Same thing with bookkeepers, same thing with accountants. Right. So we make sure that the accountants and the bookkeepers are delivering the exact things that we need to help you uh, learn those numbers. And then the second thing we do is we hire with you the most important position that you need in the company in order to to grow to the next level. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's huge. I'm learning already so much from you, Roni. And I realize I need you in my life for sure. I want, as we, I want, I do want to talk about some of those resources you have on your website. And one of them is the target allocation percentages where people, where do people find those numbers uh, to be able to build that in. But before we do that, I want to jump into because what really intrigued me in your book, and I love it so much, is your burnout model and your owner success model. I thought that was so, so powerful. And and I love what you said. No freedom means you're slave to the time devil, which I love this so much. And then the other burnout part of burnout is the client experience, poor recruiting, recruiting, team inconsistency, unprofitable, no control numbers, and low clarity. I I love that so much. And then let's jump into the owner success model, which is just the opposite, which you have mindset and clarity, sales, profit first accounting, employee journey, recruiting and onboarding, legendary client journey, and branding, marketing, automation. Can you talk a little bit about oh, that first? I got to know what that yeah, is. Yeah, now, now we need margarita. Now we moved from <laughs> wine to margarita. <laughs> from wine to margaritas. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And, and Tina, where are you in Florida? Are you in Fort Myers? So I, yes, we have a school in Fort Myers and a school in Sarasota. I was just there. We sh- I should have called you. I mean, I was booked like every minute of the day, but I should have because we could have had a margarita and we could have talked a lot about those things. <laughs> For no, hours. There, I'm calling you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so, so let's see, uh, where, do you, where should I start? As a I business so. owner, as a leader, I think you, okay. You want to hire only A players, only. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and to hire A players, you need a team that is going to help you execute on your vision. Okay. Yeah. Somebody who's going 100% with your vision, but it also, they're hungry yeah. for your vision. They really want. So you need to hire A players. Well, A player costs money, good enough money. Nobody wants to work cheap because guess what? They want the same thing. They want to have time with their families. They want to have, you know, all of the good things that you want. So in order to be able to do it, you need to make money. Mm -hmm. And you need to learn how to multiply that money, how that money works for you and for your company, and also how to keep that money growing. Uh, And when we work with our um, members in Salon Cadence, that's the first thing we work on is finding that. So um, how, do you, how do you create that, that wealth? What do you do in order to create that wealth? So I, I'm, I'm trying to kind of like summarize everything for everything you were asking me. So if you could just ask me one question, what's the most important one? Because I want to make sure that I give you the right answer. I think it goes back to the priority management. So, and I always talk about the three R's. And the first one is as an owner, what's the most important thing that's required of me as an owner besides, I mean, which goes right along with knowing your numbers, obviously, but looking at that owner success model with the mindset and clarity, sales, profit first accounting, employees journey, recruiting and onboarding, where do I start here to build that owner success model in my life? 
First of all, the number one thing that you want to start is knowing what you want. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want out of your life? Um, how much money do you want to make? So you really have to go really straight with yourself and be very honest and say, what do I want to make? And when I say, what do you want to make? I don't want you to think about paying your bills. I right. want you to dream big because you can make this all be big for you. Yeah. So what does that mean? Do you want to make $150,000 a year? Then that's what you need to think about. And then you need to say to yourself, you need to say to yourself, well, why? Why do I want to make $150,000? So that's number one. You have to realize what is the amount that you want to have? What is that money going to do for you? That's the second question. The third thing you want to ask is how or what do I want my company to do? How is that going to impact other people's life? Um, and then when I mean by that is, yeah, okay, so if you're going to open a salon, you're going to open uh, an eyebrow, lash, you know, business or whatever that is, a mat spa, a wellness center, what are you actually going to do to help other people um, become happy? What, what are the things? And when you identify what's your mission, for example, and I'll give you an example. For example, if you wanted to create a, a business that is only focused on blondes or only focused on hair restoration, there has to be a reason behind it. Right. What's the reason behind it? So the reason behind it is, let's say, you know, I come from um, um, a severe cancer in my family. A, lo a lot of women's lost their hair. This is really impact my life. And I want to be able to to help women that has lost their hair. This is why I want to have uh, a hair restoration um, company. So, yes, you can do any kind of hair, you can, you can do color, you can do cuts, any kind of a services, but your niche is going to be helping women feel beautiful even when they lose their hair. How can I make them feel? That's very dear to me, right? Now I know for a fact, why am I here? What am I doing? What am I serving? So now I know what kind of a staff, an A player I'm going to hire. If it's going to be somebody that doesn't want to do that, then that person is not for me. If I'm going to hire somebody that doesn't care about much about that, then that person is not for me because they're not going to be able to execute on my vision. And so when I know all these answers, when I start this answer, now I know what I'm going to put out there to the world. Now, the next thing that I need to do, because I have clarity now, I need to say to myself, how do I want to work? Do I want to work five days in my business? Do I want to work four days? There's 52 weeks. How many weeks do I want to take off? Right? Now, here's why it's so important. Because if you're going to say, I only want to work 48 weeks a year, then I need to make sure that my top line covers that 48 weeks as if it was 52 weeks. Does that make sense? No, a lot of us say, I want to take four weeks vacation, but every time we take vacation, what do we do? 
What do we do? We work our bum off two weeks before. And when we come back, we work. No, that's not taking a vacation. And you don't have to do that, right? And so if you are going to do all those things, what happens is you're going to burn out. And most owners and stylists become a burnout, right? And so how to avoid it is knowing all those things. And now that you know them, you need to take the, your cash, your numbers, and make sure that you have that cash flow profit system that will allow you to execute on your vision. Yeah, it's huge. I love this so much. And one of the things I noticed that salon owners really get stuck in, and this happens in um, even stylists, they get stuck in this. And we've been seeing this across the country. And I'd love to get your take on this, Ronit, too, is, you know, I want to make more money. So therefore, I'm going to go and I'm going to leave this salon team environment and just go work in like a salon suite. I'll work by myself because and this is what I hear them say, because I can collect 100%, right? And but I always let them know, like, okay, yeah, maybe you're going to collect a few more percentage points than what you're collecting and a W-2 employee, but without the support. And now you don't have the freedom that you used to have. You, you think you do, but you really don't have that freedom because now you're working 80 hours a week to make ends meet. But instead, what I'm trying to work with stylists and future salon owners is how to make that passive income, right? Instead of just the active income, how do I make money while I'm sitting on the beach? What does that look like? And you've got to have a team to make that happen, right? And so can you kind of talk a little bit about that? What's your perspective as far as uh, salon owners, like solopreneurs versus entrepreneurs? And how do you coach them through the process? Well, okay. So ready for that, Tina? Ready. I absolutely love solopreneurs. Yeah, I do. Because, you know, any, any person wants to grow. Anyone. Yeah. Anyone. And then, then the minute you stop growing and you get stagnant and your place, you die. You absolutely die. So um, those solopreneurs are our future salon owners. So I want to help them. Yeah. I want to help them get, and that's, we do have a program just for them, helping them go to that next level. But for the people who have been in salons and got burned out yeah. because they work the bomb off and they're not making any money or they think they're not making any money and they want to go and work on their own because they will make more money. It's okay. You know, th- that might be what fits them right now and at the end of the day they also have to do the math for solopreneurs you have to give uncle sam 10 percent at minimum out of your earnings you just have to so there's a formula for that it's really simple it's 10 percent for uncle sam 10 to 15 percent for uncle sam then it's 50 percent for yourself you have to pay yourself 50 percent and then if you pay uncle sam 15% 15% because you're going to have to, then now we're looking at 65% of paying that. Now you have to at least pay your company, whoever it is, at least uh, 20%, right? And the rest has to be operations for your operation. So if you're a solopreneur, that's the formula you should go by and you're going to be fine. But here's what really happened. Since we don't know our numbers, because I was a solopreneur at one point, since we don't know our numbers, 
we end up cheating ourselves and we're not paying ourselves enough money. Mm-hmm. So what happens is it happens. Thank you for joining us today. And if you loved this podcast, jump on over to our YouTube page to hear the full hour long interview. You can find us at Next Level Salon Leadership.